right, so now that we know a little bit about Jen, um, the physical side, her professional side, and the fact that she's a total badass, that she not only competed once, she competed like eight times <laughs> and nailed the condition. And um, so Jen is single. Yes. And so this is something that her and I have in common, that we've both been married and um, didn't work out for one reason or another. So um, how have you found, you've been single for how many years? Oh my gosh. I <laughs> Well, I how many, married. I'm sorry, I should have asked you when you got, I, I forgot. So yeah. When, I got married in 2004. We were together three years, so five, six, seven, separated for two and then divorced about six months later. So it's been, I don't even feel like I was married at this point. That's how long ago it was. So the divorce was finalized when? I mean, give or take, or, or so when? So four, I, I five, six, six seven, eight, nine, like 2009, 2010. Okay, so you, you've, been, you've been single, single for 13, 14 years. There's been plus. a few boyfriends in there. Right. Um, now, what I, what I was saying to her, I love to say this off the air. <laughs> I just, there's something about it. Earmuffs. Right, any, any time you hear, and this is something that all of the broadcasters do, especially for football. I love Jim Nance and Aikman and all of these guys, but they always say stuff like, and we were talking to Bill Belichick off the air. <laughs> you're allowed to say you were talking to Bill Belichick, pal. You don't have to say off the air, like, oh, you're so cool, you get to meet with Bill Belichick. But we were talking <laughs> off the air. So... Going from, as a, you know, a younger person, courtship, marriage, things going wrong, and becoming, again, a single woman in your, if I may say, early to mid-30s, what were you expecting from the male of the species versus what you have found to be the case? Gosh, I mean... Because it is tough when you haven't been single and all of a sudden you're kind of thrown out there. Um, Back then, like when I first went through it all, I dated a lot. Like when I healed and I moved forward right. from everything, obviously, it wasn't a, uh, a quick road, but I dated a lot. Like I met a lot of guys. Most were super nice. They just weren't a love match. Right. They weren't for you. Some I stayed friends with. Some, you know, I didn't. And I've had several boyfriends over the years. And I don't know. I just find... I am maybe too much <laughs> for oh. people, if that makes sense. Well, like, but like what you just said, there are certain things that you need, not necessarily from a guy, because you know the cliche: she don't need no man. No, you don't. You don't need a man to fulfill you. Like I, I knew that the first time we met. I said, yeah. okay, she's nobody's fool. Anybody, <laughs> anybody who crosses her, but you just have a look. It's not like resting bitch face. But you have a look like you know what's up that you are not a fool, and that anybody who thinks that you are or thinks they can take advantage of you, they're going to be on the wrong end of probably a rant or something like that. <laughs> Don't make me go there. <laughs> but but you, you want somebody, of course, we all do, who is going to have respect for you. Yes. Who's going to respect the fact that working out, being a fitness instructor, is a big part of your life. It is. It's not just something you randomly do on a day where you feel like it. Mm -hmm. um, it's a job. Right. Literally, figuratively, symbolic. I can't just not go, which is right. a lot of times when you're dating somebody. Well, can't you just not? Can't you just cancel class? No, it doesn't work like that. I right. work for somebody to provide a service to the members, and yeah. you can't just cancel a class. Now, have you at any time been close to being engaged again, or no? Oh, you haven't. So I mean, I had a 
a boyfriend at one point. It was probably 2000, oh gosh, 10, 2011. I actually had two boyfriends that I was close to possibly moving in with. Okay, we're, right. So that when was, you know, engaged, it, right. if the trajectory, I guess, okay, going down but, that road. Right. There, are, there are times where you can move in with somebody for a reason that isn't that you think it's necessary. Sometimes it just makes more sense. Yeah. And you really like the person. Right. Um, all right. So I guess because, as I said, Jen, who her Instagram handle, Bikinis and Jeeps, she is hilarious. <laughs> she's, but, but she's had the kinds of experiences that, from the guy's perspective, is totally different. Yeah. Um, but... What is what are some of the stories that happened that you can't believe a guy thought that he could do this or get away with this? Like, because again, from my perspective, I don't really have a story of a woman doing something where I'm like, yeah, I could say, well, that was dumb. Why did right. she curse me out? But I mean, like, you see in a movie, and one of the kind of funny comedies that Def Jam had to be a player with Bill Bellamy, the former MTV host, and he was a guy who had a steady girlfriend character's name was Lisa. I remember this. And he basically was, he had about at least 10 women he was hooking up with on the regular. While he had the woman that he had, I believe he bought a ring for and was getting ready to propose to. So, like, that's a kind of thuggery that I can't even conceive of. Who has the time or the energy for this? I, well, that too. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? Aren't you tired? <laughs> yeah, right. But, so... <laughs> I mean, what what are some of the stories of like the graveyard? And I forgive me, fellow gentlemen. It's sort of, but but I'm sure there's a graveyard of d bags. My funniest stories are probably from people that I never actually went out with that I perhaps just maybe matched with online okay. or which something is, like that. Right, which is fine. The grossest, creepiest one. Um, I remember having a conversation, or we were texting. I don't. I think it was probably text. And it started taking a weird turn like, oh, I wish that you were my sister. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Because like that to me is a very abnormal thing to say that, to say to somebody that you would potentially be going out on a date with or something like that. And his response was, well, yeah, because then like if you were in the shower, I could creep in and take a peek. And I was like, please tell me that this is a joke. Because, I mean, I don't think that's particularly funny at all. It's uh, no. super creepy and weird. And he flipped it on me and was like, well, you have no sense of humor. And I was like, if that's what you think is funny, then yes, I have no sense of humor. Yeah, yeah, I, right. I own that. That's fine. Yeah. He was like, lose my number and never speak to me again. And I was like, yes, you got it. We finally agree on <laughs> no, something. No problem. <laughs> weird, super creepy, not funny at all. Ew. So right, you, you don't want drama. You that's don't disgusting. Want, you don't, well, that yeah, that's not Ugh. even drama. But you don't you don't want to fight with people. Sometimes no. sometimes people people just aren't matches. No, that's fair. I mean, that's life. Right. You're not gonna you're gonna have people that you meet that you don't particularly find to be a good match to you, and vice versa. Right. What's the um, now? Have you ever had an experience where a guy that you were attempting to not get rid of, but that you were attempting to not communicate with for this reason? Just wouldn't leave it alone. You had to like block him on every form of either media or you know phone. I have had one or two. I'm not a big blocker because I feel like it's so dramatic. And right. It's such a big like what? Not, most people of these people are not that important to me yet. Right. At that point, so like if we don't match, you know, we don't click. We just go our separate ways. Like. Which is 
there's no big deal to have a conversation like I don't know I just didn't I felt like a friendship vibe blah 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 I wish you the best of luck I would actually respect someone for doing that versus I, I'm not a fan of the ghosting right. like it is so incredibly disrespectful and rude but that seems to be the way everybody handles things or most people handle things these days but there have been one or two that maybe didn't take it well and then get nasty with, <laughs> with you right. and it's just like really you'd have to go down this road like I could smell your bad breath from across the table but I wasn't gonna say that to you like yeah. whatever just go along with your life it's whatever see you around <laughs> right well I, I had an experience um, and maybe maybe you had something similar so um, on the other side obviously mm -hmm. but uh, where I, I met I met a woman on one of the apps and um, came to her, to her, went to her job, and um, you know, normal, normal conversations. Worked at a health food store, and um, we were chatting. Seemed completely above board, and then we were continuing to. We talked on the phone. We we're continuing to text, and then a couple of days later, she just basically randomly says, um, "You know, I don't want to ghost you, but I just don't think you're a match. But we're a match. Take care." Okay. okay. Right. Perfectly fine. So she very quickly blocks me on WhatsApp. Oh, she, she undoes her hinge or whatever it was. Um, and the last text I sent to her, you know, wishing her to take care, never went through. <laughs> That's so strange. So uh, a couple of days later, I get a Facebook friend request from a name that I don't recognize, but it's very clearly her. Oh. And um, I'm just like. Confused. What? Right. So this same sequence of block unblock happened again oh gosh and like i that i don't understand i don't either if something horrible happens or if there are threats of course that's different but if it's just two people who aren't on the same page or and sometimes it's because we all know this sometimes fireworks can go off and two people can get together and like really get together have sex <laughs> and one but one person catches feelings real quick mm -hmm. and the other person is still coming across as well we're not really together yeah then then there's hurt feelings and then i totally not that i need to understand but it makes more sense to me if somebody who's really hurt goes that extra mile right and, and blocks and cut goes. off contact right because sometimes it's just too painful yes but in a situation where that doesn't happen what are we doing why are we blocking it's why so are we weird. yeah I, I don't really get that i don't either I had a, somebody that I think I had met online and we stayed friends and it was, we would talk, 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 and then he would disappear. And I'd be like, all right, he probably has a girlfriend. And then he would reappear and refriend me. And this went on and on and on for years. And at some point he messaged me and I was like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Like, if we're friends, why do you block me or delete me every time you date somebody? I, I seem to be the woman that girlfriends and wives and everybody love to hate. Right. I'm not trying to take you, man. Trust me. Yeah. It's not, it, it's not a thing, right? but I just got so angry with him because I was like, I'm done. Like if we're friends, we're friends all the time. And if not, then we're done. So I blocked him. Right. Right. But that, and that was something where you were just tired of done. being, yeah. Um, it's like a game. I don't, I don't, a game that I do not want to participate in. Yeah. And, and I, and I understand that. And again, from, from the guy's perspective, it's, you could have a similar experience, but it's just always going to come across different. Mm -hmm. So I, um, I told a story on uh, on Kenny's podcast. Kenny, may he rest in peace. Uh, but it bears repeating, which is that um, not long after I became single, after my marriage ended, 
I matched up with this, this young woman, um, not on one of the apps. We actually met on Instagram. She, she must have had uh, some kind of hashtags where stuff would pop up for her that ordinarily mm-hmm. wouldn't, where, where she was just going searching, seeing you know, what she could see. And I recorded a video during like a snowstorm. And it wasn't anything special, but I guess my Long Island accent, which sometimes <laughs> doesn't come across as strong as others, I was getting riled up and my accent, she said, she said, you were so hilarious. And I was like, I wasn't trying to be funny, but she just messaged me out of nowhere. And so we started to communicate and um, I should point out, she was very, very young. Uh, it was the kind of girl I never would have gone for. I was like, no, no, she's way too hot. There's no chance. So um, she's 20 years old. She was uh, going to school to be a teacher, but she's now a teacher in, in Queens. And we started communicating. And then, uh, I know this is a cliche, she had a boyfriend, he was away in Florida, and we had what would amount to an affair. Now, I was single, I should point out, I was not with anybody, so at least from my end, but the point is, she was not upset, she didn't, she wasn't mad at herself, she said this felt right, who knows what he's doing in Florida. That was actually an experience of personal growth for me, but when the boyfriend was coming back, from Florida, and we had hung out, you know, a couple of times. And she always said, "Oh, you're the nicest guy I ever met." I just wish you weren't 25 years older than me, because we could actually go out and not make it seem like we're doing something wrong here, or that this is dirty. Uh, so she told me, "I don't think that I can talk to you anymore." And she literally meant talk. She didn't mean talk like, "Yeah, I'm talking to this girl." And <laughs> wink, wink. Right. Uh, she just meant, "I don't think that we can communicate as long as I'm with this guy." So I didn't hear from her, and I didn't get angry. I understood. Sometimes sure. people are put in our path for a reason we may understand at the time or may right. not. That's what I always say. And this, this young lady was put in my path for not, not bad reasons. It, it, I, it should not have been a flex, but it was. And it gave me confidence because I'm telling you, this was the kind of girl that I would have not wasted my time looking at twice as now. There's no chance. Like me, me at 21, meeting her at 21, I would have just been looking at the floor, it ain't happening. But somehow, as a much older, presumably more together person, she was really hot for me. So she kind of went, went away, and we didn't talk. And then about six months later, she messaged me out of the blue. And the same thing kind of repeated itself. As long as both people know the score, and as long as both people don't catch major feelings, it's not so bad. The issue is, again, when somebody out of nowhere stops talking to you and acts like you are dead to them and there is no reason for that. No. Because it doesn't always have to be, you don't have to see if It's like, hey, you and I seeing one another, given our history, not the best idea, fine. But if you like somebody and two people who like each other, for one to ghost the other, it's very childish and immature. Yeah. It's, just, it's unnecessary. Right. It doesn't have to go that way. And if you respect each other, it's mean. Yeah, exactly. It's just mean-spirited. I don't, I don't know. Right. And, and I can say that my, my last ex-girlfriend did not, this was something where it was very much what I would expect of a kind of toxic guy, which is you're not allowed to communicate with any woman who is not your sister or mother. Oh, dear. Period. And so that was a major source of strife where it's like, I'm not going to stop talking to my ex-wife. Right. I'm not going to act like my ex-girlfriend, who is a wonderful human being, she is not dead to me. Right. And this is, you know, people have boundaries. And I used to almost joke, say, 
what you're saying, these aren't boundaries, these are ransom demands. It's yes. the same thing. And so if you're telling me to do something versus saying, you know, this is how something makes me feel, can yeah. we talk about it? Right. That's different. But, but saying that you have to do this, you can't do this, you better stop doing this, you better start doing this. Yes. It's, it's at the point of a bayonet. Not good communication, ladies and gentlemen. We can all agree that if you have to coerce your partner into doing things, that's not a good situation. Nope. Or if you feel like you're being coerced Major by red flags. Yeah, it's major red flags. Exactly. So what's the um, worst first date story versus best? Let's start with worst, because worst is usually funnier. Um, I haven't had too many bad dates, I'm not going to lie. Well, that's, that's fantastic. Maybe, I mean, it wasn't the worst, but we spoke on the phone for, gosh, I want to say three hours. We had a lot of mutual people in common. We were in the same like club scene back in our 20s or 30s or whatever. And the conversation was amazing. So you would think when you met in person, yeah. things would click. Right. It doesn't always click. And it was, he asked me to choose where we were going to meet. So I chose and he, <laughs> then he was like, you can order whatever you want off the menu. And I was like, well, how about this? No. How about this? No. Like everything, it just kind of. It did not click, and then he orders a drink, and he doesn't like the drink. It just, it, it just did not right. mesh at all. And he was one of the ones that we spoke about a week later. He texted me, and he said, you know what? I just don't feel a connection. I wish you the best of luck, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, right. so we were completely on the same page with that. It was no hard feelings. It was nothing. Right. So it wasn't really a, it wasn't a horrible date, but it wasn't a great date. It's certainly not what you expected ahead of time. No, not at all. Yeah, that's not so bad. I, I'm going to quickly, my, my worst first date, first and last date, was I met a woman uh, from Connecticut, the part of Connecticut that is not that far from Long Island. You know, we're not talking about Mohegan Sun, but right. like the, very, the very front, like where you're just off the Cross Bronx and you go over there. Um, we were having what I thought was a, was a pretty good first date, and then um, her dog got sick. Her dog got sick. And she took her dog to presumably the pet vet, and I never heard from her again. Yikes. Like, that's not what you would expect. No, it's so weird. Right. And she seemed, well, now that I'm thinking about it, because she did seem a little obsessed with the dog. <laughs> not, that, not that there's anything wrong with that, but the fact that I don't think the dog was that sick. Hey, maybe this was her way of getting rid of me. I gotta yeah. get this guy out of my apartment. Oh my God, my dog's dying. Huh? Oh my God. And it was January of 2019. It was one of the coldest days of the year. And I had parked. See, this is the problem. This is where GPS doesn't necessarily help. If you're in an apartment or a housing complex where you don't know where you are, you're completely unfamiliar. In my case, in Connecticut, where I don't really go. So you could drop me anywhere on Long Island. If there is a name of a town, you can figure it out. I'll be able to get back home or at least call an Uber. But back then, I had my car. I wasn't thinking of Uber. <laughs> and you certainly don't want to Uber from Connecticut. My gosh. <laughs> but I had to park a couple of blocks away from the apartment. And it was about 12 buildings over a three-block radius. Every building looked exactly the same. Oh, Lord. And the parking lots all looked the same. So <laughs> it's about eight degrees when she, I, I got to tell you, she threw me out of her apartment in as nice a way as possible. I thought, oh, I'll wait for you to get back. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. She's like, no, 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 no. We, we can't do that. I've got to get him. I can't. I, you got I, to I, go. I just met you. You have to, you know. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then I, out there in six degrees, walking around and walking around and freezing. And I, unfortunately, I went to every parking lot before I finally found my 
car. It was oh. it was twenty minutes of so that's really what, probably my worst first date. Which and it seemed like there was a connection. We had spoken on the phone. We video called. It wasn't just like a random, uh, you know, you show up and you don't know what they look like, or or that you show up and it's not the not the same person. Oh my gosh, I've never had that happen. But I, most of my guy friends have had that happen. Yes, it, it's it seems crazy. It does happen, and. Um, Asked you if this ever happened to you. So this is something I talked about with Kenny also on the air, but, but also off the air. We got such a kick out of this. So I don't I don't begrudge anybody for trying to make money. Okay? <laughs> oh, I, boy. And I'm going to say this with a straight face. <laughs> Sex work is work. I make no judgment on anybody. If somebody is willing to pay a certain amount of money, it's fine. It do doesn't bother me. But that's not what the dating apps are for, oh, in my opinion. Because you have other sites where that's what it is. Right. So, okay, match with somebody on Bumble or Tinder or whatever it is. And if there's not a blue check mark or whatever kind of thing, it's like, okay, well, now it's already a little, not that it's suspicious, but if you see the check mark, you know they're at least who they say they are. Because then, you know, it's a photo identification. The verification or whatever. Verification, yeah. So this has or had happened to me a number of times before I got wise to it, where I matched with somebody. And it's normal conversation. Yeah, I'd really like to meet you. I live, you know, Hopog, I live in Melville, whatever it is. And they would suddenly say, my price is $500. <laughs> You're buying the drinks. And let's see if we, if we connect. Aye, aye, aye. Now, the first few times, something along those lines. But other times, they were more uh, brazen and said stuff like, um, it's, it's $400 an hour. Wow. Again, I may have gotten a little a little salty or gotten a little aggravated, but only because you're not supposed to do that here. But I never said that. <laughs> Usually it just, it just ended up with, you know, blocking or in the case of those, you just unmatch. Of course. It's no big deal. But usually I was nice and I said something like, you could definitely get that amount of money, but not for me. Not Sorry. here. <laughs> but I started to get wise and then I said, you know what, the next time this happens, so, twenty. The woman who looked, she actually had verification. Now that I'm thinking about it, she was she was 23 or 24. This is like maybe three and a half years ago, and um, she lived in Melville. She went to like Half Hollow Hill. So she was she was legit. This was actually the person I was talking to. This was not some kind of scam. She's 23, 24. I think you're really hot. You're a really hot older guy. I'm into older guys. Can I call you daddy? She's got this whole spiel. <laughs> hashtag daddy. Right. Hashtag daddy. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna. So we're having, again, normal conversation. She says, are you, are you free tonight? I'd like to meet you. Well, actually, I am. Um, maybe we can go to, uh, you want to go to Cheesecake? I know Cheesecake Factory now. There is a whole thing that if a guy asks a girl, Cheesecake, <laughs> Cheesecake Factory is great. Guys, if you feel like taking a first date there, if the choice is McDonald's, Chili's, Applebee's, or Cheesecake, Cheesecake Factory, you can go in at 10 o'clock and order a full meal. And it's made to order. But anyway, forget that. I love Cheesecake Factory. But so I asked this young lady, and she's we exchanged phone numbers, and she was sending me pictures to show this is really me, and I I know it's really you. So I said, "Would you like to meet at Cheesecake Factory?" And as soon as she messaged back, I'm like, "Here it comes." She goes, "I'm not interested in having dinner." <laughs> okay, how about dessert? Yeah, right. I, <laughs> I wasn't quick enough. I was, yeah, I wasn't quick enough. <laughs> I said, "Okay, you're not you're not interested in having dinner, so what? What did you have in mind?" Yeah. Out she with says, it. <laughs> yeah, she says, um, "Well, if you want, if you want two hours, it's four fifty. Oh 
Oh, my. So I said, you're in luck. If you want two hours, it's 500. <laughs> I take PayPal. I take Cash App. I take Zelle. <laughs> she messages back, LOL. Oh, I that's funny. I message back, LOL. This conversation is now over. Take oh, care. Goodness. But But that's the thing. I just, that's not what those apps are for. And maybe I shouldn't get insulted, but I feel like saying, no offense, you've looked at my pictures. I don't really need to spend $500 in two hours that might just have me buying you drinks and you going home. There's like, apps for that. Exactly. So I don't understand what the confusion is, ladies. Yeah. Did you have, did you or ever? gentlemen, I don't know. Right. No, it could no, go both ways. A hundred percent. No, I'm sure if there are like older ladies, you know, like show Golden Bachelor, oh. but, but an, an older woman with a younger guy, that's that's fine. But just use the app for what they're intended for. You don't have to try to shake people down for money. Right. I mean, that's look, scary. Yeah. Um, so what was your what was your um, my your, best? Yeah, your your best first date. So <laughs> it happened. Um, was it last summer or the summer before I matched with somebody on Tinder and I kind of recognized him, but I wasn't sure. And I was like, I think we go to the same gym. So I'm not going to say the name of the gym. It's not not Bev's. It's not Bev's. And, um, (laughs) we wind up speaking on the phone. Everything is going really well. We're trying to figure out, you know, when to get together or something like that. And he calls me and he says, I have an idea. And I said, okay, fine. What, what's up? And he said, do you want to go to a Zach Brown concert? And I said, well, I don't really listen to country, but I heard they do, you know, he does covers or whatever. So that right. sounds really fun. Yeah. Let me see if I can get out of work early or something, whatever. I don't remember what it was that I needed to do. So I got it all situated. I was able to meet up with him, clicked, holding hands, having a great time, a little smoochy smooch. And I don't do anything afterwards. You know, Drops me off. Everything is fine and dandy, and within a week, disappeared. Right, but you know what? And I, I've had something like best date that. I've ever had. Right, I had there, a blast. It really feels like there's a connection, and then it, it's a person just kind of, uh, you know, flies the coop, or, yep. or who knows what their situation is. Maybe they were just looking for for something for one night. Right. Um, before I uh, I close this set for the segment, um, there's a one of the best movies. I don't have a poster. There's an early 80s, and I know you haven't seen this, oh. but there's an early 80s film noir called Body Heat with uh, William Hurt, the late, unfortunately, the late, great William Hurt and Kathleen Turner. And we know nothing of her. We, we're following him, and he goes to a bar, and he sees this devastatingly attractive woman played by Kathleen Turner. She's very young. She's maybe 23, 24 at the time. And he doesn't know her story. She's actually married very well to a wealthy developer. Uh, he doesn't know that she already knows who he is. Mm-hmm. Kind of like you knew that. I think I know this guy. Yeah. He, she already knows who he is, and that's actually part of the plot. But we don't know at the time that she already knows who he is or why she would know who he is. So he starts chatting her up, and um, he's you know young. He's an attorney. He's not a great attorney, but he went past the bar, and he's done some decent work. And he's chatting her up, chatting her up. And um, he basically says... I need somebody to tell me things are going to be okay. I need somebody to rub my tired muscles and support me. And he gives her this whole spiel. And Kathleen Turner is 
that smoky voice of hers. She goes, well, Ned, you should get married. And he shoots back, I just need it for tonight. <laughs>